Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. <laughs> Welcome to oh, your really five. <laughs> Welcome yeah, I am. <laughs> to Europhile. I'm Catherine Rory. <laughs> and I'm Kate Walker. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> Thank you. Très bien. <laughs> um, Kate, what's up? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm just, you know, have lost my mind, actually. Um, Why? We, well, several reasons. It is so fucking hot in this apartment. And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm literally just sitting here I'm wet. Damn. Dripping. Sweat. Yes. It, it doesn't yeah. compare to Europe, though, at all. Thank no, God. No, no. That was but, um, miserable. No. Miserable and the best, all at the same. Yes. It was, yeah. what, is the, what do the French say? It's the douleur exquise. Ex- yes. What? <laughs> Exquisite pain. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was also a Sex and the City episode. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, but I wanted to, uh, bring up a very controversial Mm -hmm. topic today. Mm. Persuasion. Netflix. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. So let's, let's talk about it. Did you like it? I am at my core a Dakota Johnson hater. I'm sorry. Yes, I know I, you are. I, I know I'm not. girlies love her. I like I her. I don't know why. Like she has like the recipe of things that I would like. You know, yeah. like she's just kind of like, you know, she's not a chalant girl. She's a nonchalant girl. Yes. <laughs> but like, <laughs> well, but Kate, you are many things, and you are a lover, but you are also I, uh, a hater. But I don't catch your vibe sometimes, and I'm like, mm. And anything, once you anything decide is, on someone, got, that yeah. thing is ruined. So yeah, I, I understand that. It. I think it's really no. dumb that they had her. Like, hire someone British, I'm sorry. Literally anyone else. Li- literally anyone else. Babe. <laughs> but I, I liked it. And I don't, don't like, like the breaking the third wall so many times. Fourth wall? Fourth wall. I don't know anything about movies. So, fourth wall. Yeah. So many times. I mean, it was, and just like the like weird modern about, he's like lingo. A ten and yeah. someone's an I'm empath. I'm an empath. Like that is so weird, and it's just like how many. And it's people a weird thing to say that? in a modern movie. And it, yes, exactly. It's it's just like I don't know. Very I weird. Just, very. But was weird. did I like it? Yes. And I like, will would say, I watch it again? Yes. I Comfort. would let. What's his face? What's Cosmo? his name? Cosmo. Captain Wentworth. <laughs> Run me over, and I would say thank you. Run me over. It's delicious. Yeah, so, yeah. His eyes. Oh my god. Ugh, so eyes. so delicious. So like, so cute. In like the softest way. No. And that's why Captain Wentworth. He's a good one. Oof. I think. Mm. Delicious. Yeah. So so I mean like I I would give it a six out of ten. Yeah. See, I would go four, but mm. I would say. Yeah. It's a good mindless Sunday throw-on. Yeah, and like I'll probably you're, watch you're it again. Or I something. prefer the, the the BBC one, but that's oh, well, like only course. an hour long, so yeah. it's like I want more. I yeah. think. Oh wait, it doesn't no, even... are there episodes? I can't remember now. I don't know. It's so short to me. Remember. It feels like, and so I was like, okay, cool. You know, something that's a little bit longer, more in depth, because I've never read the book, to be honest. So. Oh, I'm going to say something crazy. Okay. I want to say that that is the only Jane Austen book I've ever read. 
Really? I thought I read Pride and Prejudice and absolutely have not. I've read Pride and Prejudice. I think I, think I have because I've seen the yes. movie and, yeah. and the miniseries so many times. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this story. And then I was like, literally, you've never read Jane Austen. Yeah. Other than Persuasion. Yeah. I have actually, the only one I've ever read is Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. I've never and read you, Emma. You just giggle. It's cute. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I have zero imagination because I just imagine all the Kira Knightley version people in it. Oh so my it's God, just yeah. like, there's zero. no imagination happening when I, <laughs> when I read that. I mean, God did something yeah. when they made that magic happen. <laughs> you just pour in some potion. Yep. So good. Yeah. Give us the hand. Yes. Give us a hand he, touch. He knew what he was doing. Give us a knowing look. Um, I think we also should touch briefly okay. on our other obsession, which is Love Island. <sighs> Everyone, we hope you're tuning in, and we want to know what you think of Ekansu, because I'm we sorry. are team Ekansu. My, go- my goddess, my queen, my angel, my muse. Yes. Kate does the best Davide <laughs> um, impression. Please, oh gosh, can you do, do, it? do it? Okay, I'll do it. This is embarrassing. Okay, um... <laughs> Ekinsu, you are a liar. <laughs> <laughs> what else does he say? I do not trust her. I do not trust her. She's a liar. Anything could happen. Ekinsu. I pray for new girls. Pray for new girls. <laughs> Hello, girls. He always like. He always like rolls his R's like severe crazy rolling. amount. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we love them. We are, maybe they'll win the whole thing. Let's see. I would love that. I feel like, I don't know what it is, but people love a journey. People love a roller coaster. Yeah. And they're going to make it on the outside. And they're hot. Mm hmm. Yeah. They're hot, which is the (laughs) most important thing in television. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that was a good COVID quarantine post-Italy yes. depression keeping away at bay yes show. yeah yep totally mm-hmm. um should I get into our topic today yes please so it's what we came we here are... for yes <laughs> we're waiting <laughs> not, at not Love Island <laughs> not Love Island in- <laughs> impressions <laughs> I mean hello we're doing highbrow lowbrow okay yeah persuasion I would say mm-hmm. that's it is slightly higher shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like fun shit, you know. And you know, Love Island is actual trash, but the fun yeah. kind of trash. So Yes. Okay, so we are going to Russia. And yeah, Kate, darling. Do you remember? <laughs> no, it's da Russian? actually. No, yeah, it's da. <laughs> For yes. <laughs> do you remember this when I said like two weeks ago? I always pick people. And I need to stop picking people. And you picked um, someone. Guess what? I'm talking about a person today. Okay, I love it. <laughs> and Catherine. I'm talking about Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna okay. do that. Here we fucking go. Okay, wow, you know, you're really a little it. freak. Yeah. <laughs> Literal freak. Okay. So he is born Grigory Yefimovich Novik okay. on January 21st. 1869 he's an Aquarius an Aquarius yes 
Mm-hmm. Which tracks, you know. Actual freak. Freak. All freaks. Yes. I love my mm-hmm. Aquarius people. They're all freaks. We You're love weirdos them. and you know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we love you for it. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> I, I love you, Olivia. You're my little love- freak. <laughs> Aquarius freaks. I, yeah. We, you know, they keep the world going around yeah. as well. Yes. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he becomes known as Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Which roughly translates to the debauched one. But I mm. don't really know when this name change happened. So okay. I thought that was kind of fun. He is growing up. He is born in western Siberia. Middle of nowhere, you know, farm peasant mm-hmm. vibes. And his powers... <laughs> vibes, I'm getting It them. is 930 at night and I cannot form a sentence. No, it's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and his powers begin when he was a child imagine you're you're his mom and you have given birth to eight children and he is the only no. one to survive past infancy so he is special okay. you know there is something about him they're like this is a special kid mm-hmm. and you know he kind of like goes through a few like near-death experiences you know probably it's just like not a very safe time to be living <laughs> in the middle of nowhere okay. too but so, for example, when he's 12, he has a high fever and they're like, he's going to die probably. Like, mm-hmm. just like some severe illness happening. God, there's he's, no aspirin. No, nothing. And You're he's just lying in bed. a fever. Raw dogging? <laughs> Ew, <laughs> I <laughs> And... So he's lying in bed and some neighbors (laughs) some neighbors come by and are talking to his father about a recent horse theft, which is a very serious crime. Obviously, that's like livelihoods here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he is in and out of this fever, and in his fever state, he points to one and says, That is the man who stole the horse. And two people follow this man home and like they catch him like trying to hide this stolen horse. Mm. So people in the village are like you know, the special child who is like escaped death because mm-hmm. all of his other siblings died. Then he comes out of this fever where he thought he was near death and like he knew who this, he knew who the liar was. The liar. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. Oh. Thank you. That was good. I'm proud. <laughs> and, you know, now he's growing up, people are in the village talking about like his ability to tame horses, heal animals, read minds. He is also kind of naughty, and, I mean, you'll see later on, he's, like, actually naughty. Town records show that he is charged with theft, drunkenness, rudeness to town officials, Mm -hmm. rumors that he's stealing horses, you know, I think, like, for no real reason, just, like, he's a rambunctious kind of person. Okay. So, like, he's no saint. When he turns 28 in 1897, he is married at this time. Mm -hmm. I guess his daughter wrote a book about him. Does she like him? I don't know. Hmm. I can't imagine that she would, but so working in the fields and he says the Virgin Mary appears to him point toward mm. and points towards the horizon. And he takes this to mean that I'm going to be a spiritual pilgrim. And okay. he like, you know, spends the rest of the night praying next to this icon of Mary. And when he wakes up, he sees tears on her face. Mm-hmm. Weeping for the souls of mankind is how mm-hmm. he takes it. And he's like, go and cleanse people of their sins so immediately he gives up smoking drinking eating meat and he's like i'm a pilgrim now and that's pretty common 
in mm. Russia at the time. There are lots of pilgrims out and about, you know, spreading the word of whatever they believe in, you know, mm. go- going to holy sites, whatever. Okay. And they were, like, respected people. He's, you know, being taken in by monasteries. All of the priests and monks are very impressed by him. He's just, like, very devout, you know, mystical. Hmm. And in the, by the early 1900s, he has a small group of followers. But this is when people notice that he is very handsy with his female followers. Yeah. And this is something that people are going to talk about for the rest trash, of basically trash, his whole life. Yeah. Yep. And he's like, no, this is brotherly love. Yeah. And they're like, no, you are it's a weird. perv. Yeah. And like pedophile and all of the gross things. Okay. And they're like rumors that he's having sex with his female followers. He builds a cave for them to like have rituals and like self-flagellation and like orgies. And mm. yeah. And there's like rumors that he's a part of the secret cult called the Clisty, mm-hmm. which basically just like a cult that imbibed in all of those things that I just said. Okay. Religious frenzy you know, yeah. type of cults. Any kind and of frenzy. Yeah. Extremism isn't yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. There is no evidence that he was in this cult, but, like, it's believed that he was. Okay. I mean, obviously, there is not a lot of evidence for anything because I it's think Siberia. this man is full of shit. <laughs> and, oh, okay. like, what did he really do? You know, you know, maybe he is a healer of some sort, but, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So... In 1904 is when he leaves his village to go on this pilgrimage, and he visits a city called Kazan, mm-hmm. and, and this is where like people start to love. I think he's you love him or you hate him, but the people of the Russian upper classes, you know, this time like we talked about kind of in the last episode, people in this time, they're no matter where you are, like mysticism mm-hmm. was really becoming popular, so people mm-hmm. were very drawn to him, and people of the Russian upper class were getting nervous because there were like whispers of revolution mm-hmm. looming. Bolsheviks. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wealthy people especially were very into mystics and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. these are the kind of people who are drawn to him. And like mm-hmm. it's very uh, an uncertain time for them. So they're like looking mm-hmm. for answers, you okay. know. People are saying like he cured my wife of insanity by talking to her. He like did the sign of a cross and like healed someone, mm-hmm. whatever. Because the city of Kazan they're loving Rasputin. However, here again, there are rumors about his sex life, luring women into bathhouses, and like he loved apparently take people's virginity, quote unquote, take their virginities. Mm-hmm. This priest confronts him and he denies it, but then he was like, "Hey, priest, you better watch your back because this young monk is out to get you." And a few days later, that young monk attacks the priest with the knife. Ooh. So people are like. He knows something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this priest is convinced now that Rasputin has, like, the gift of, pro- of prophecy. So, like, he's a shitty guy, but then, like, he does something like this, and then, like, people are, like, obsessed with him. Yeah, yeah. And so he starts talking to other people, other members of the church, and, like, people in St. Petersburg, including bishops there. So now it's, like, word of mouth is spreading about this prophetic man. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's interested. So he becomes close with this bishop in St. Petersburg called Bishop Sergei, and he introduces him to two other bishops. So we got, like, Rasputin and three bishops. And mm-hmm. he has, he is like, okay, I have three prophecies, one for the, each of you. One of you will have a hernia soon and be sick. Okay. One will lose your mother, and one will have a child out of wedlock. And, like, soon after, all three come true. 
Ooh, and so people fun. are like, you know, obsessed with this. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. it is fun. I would be too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, me too. Then, you know, people want to experience his powers firsthand. So like aristocratic families are like inviting him over for dinner. You know, it's probably like almost like a party to them probably. But maybe mm-hmm. some of them, you know, have chronic pain and they want him to try and heal it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Especially women were like obsessed with him. And it's said that he would lick his fingers and then hold them out for the women to kiss. And he had terrible hygiene, by the way. He was gross. Long beard, full of food. Okay. Didn't wash his clothes. He bragged that he wore a pair of underwear for like five months or something like that. And you know men are disgusting. Not the cleanliest of pictures of hygiene, you know? Yes. Oh, okay. The ni- in 1905, he's 36 now, and this is when he first meets Tsar Nicholas II and his wife, Tsarina Alexandra. Okay. And, of course, immediately the monarchs are like, we love this man. Mm-hmm. Rasputin, you know, is saying to Nicholas, like, don't flee Russia, you'll be fine. Probably should have fled, because yeah. we all know what happens. And and so their son has severe hemorrhages and like severe yes. like blood. I don't know. I don't know exactly what his issue is, but like he would have it's hemorrhages. Hemophilia. That's the word. Yes, thank yes. you. I didn't write that down. Yeah. And they don't even tell Rasputin that Alexei has this, and they don't tell the public. Like no, they want to keep yes. it hush because yeah, yeah. like they don't. Because yeah, normally like, they son, die early. Yeah. And it's like they don't need rumors about mm-hmm. like their son being like a sickly child. Mm-hmm. He is thought to have healed him and saved his life several times. And I'll get to those in Mm -hmm. in a minute. But they gave him unlimited access to the palace through a special door. And he would hang out with their kids, including like... dirty old man. I know, exactly. Especially the 12 and 14-year-old daughters. He would visit them right before bed and like caress them. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And... Tsar Nicholas's sister was very concerned and like some people very close to them were like this guy is fucking gross but they liked him they're like no he's like an uncle like he's part of the family whatever Nicholas and Alexandra loved this guy and apparently like Rasputin's behavior like leaked to the press Mm -hmm. people know that he's a fucking creep yeah and politicians are really concerned with Nicholas's connection. Mm-hmm. So he becomes really, un- Rasputin starts to become very unpopular because of this nasty guy. That's fucking weird. And the Russian Prime Minister Pyotr St- Stolopin mm-hmm. is like really anti him. And mm-hmm. so finally, in- Nicholas like sends Rasputin out on like an indefinite pilgrimage to the Holy Lands outside mm-hmm. of Russia just to like let rumors die down so he can like, you know, let the rumors die down and then you can come back. And then a few months later, Pyotr, that um, the prime minister, is assassinated by a revolutionary, and they're like, "Okay, well, he's not around to like openly hate on Rasputin, so like he can come back." They're like, mm. there's still scandals around him, but they're so desperate to like have him there. Yeah. One little time of when they think that he saved Alexei is in 1912. They were on vacation in Poland. Rasputin wasn't even with them, mm-hmm. and Alexei develops a hemorrhage. And by the seventh day, like, all hope was lost. A priest came to deliver last rites. All doctors were like, this is the end. And Alexandra sends a telegraph to Rasputin, and he says, don't let the doctors torment him. He will not die. She followed his instruction. And mm-hmm. after two days of not having any doctors around, he is makes a full recovery. 
he was literally about to die. Yeah. People think it's because I guess there was a form of aspirin and that's a blood thinner. And doctors were probably giving him mm. a blood thinner so like your blood can't clot. Wow. And so Alexander was like, oh, Rasputin says to like stop letting everyone bother him. Like that could have been the reason. But, you Wild. know, they think it as even from afar, he yeah. can save can do Alexei. Something. And then like another Ooh. flare up happened a couple years later and Rasputin comes into the room and Lidu just sits there and does a sign of a cross praise and leaves. And like a couple hours later, the bleeding stops and he's fine. Mm-hmm. So it's just like he's very lucky is he really doing anything? Like, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't believe it. He's um, dirty and gross. Exactly. That's the takeaway. And there's also rumors that he was sleeping with Alexandra. I feel like her and Nikki were very in love. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I read a book about it. Oh, okay. They seemed very in love. And okay. he, he loved her. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. So no. And, and like, she denied it. Nikki. Yes. So cute. So cute. Let's talk about how he dies. Rasputin. Oh God, I, I already kind of know. <laughs> it's so fun, and it's like so surrounded in like ridiculous yeah, lore. Like but I'm legend. gonna I'm gonna tell yeah. it like it's real because that's okay. fun. Okay, love. Yeah, take us there. So this information is from an autobiography of Prince Felix Yusupov, who is the ringleader of Rasputin's assassins, mm-hmm. and he is Nikki's niece. It's her husband, and he mm-hmm. hates he hates Rasputin. Always has. Mm-hmm. So, with some accomplices, he, they come up with this plan. On the night of December 29th, 1916, Yusupov invites Rasputin to his home in St. Petersburg to meet his wife. And she is, like, a known babe. The hottie of St. Petersburg. Yeah. And, like, he's like, Rasputin won't deny this because, like, he mm-hmm. loves women. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he comes over and Yusupov brings him into the dining room and says, like, oh, she'll be here any minute. And um, he starts eating some cakes, drinking some wine, and they are laced with cyanide. Mm -hmm. He should be dead in a matter of minutes, Mm -hmm. but he is absolutely fine. And Yusupov is like, what the fuck, 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 fuck. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? And according to Yusupov, I mean, he definitely dramatized this whole thing because it's outrageous. Love, Um, okay. Yeah, (laughs) we love someone who can spin a tale. Mm -hmm. He said... The truth never hurt her. (laughs) Yes. Don't know her. <laughs> that he said that Rasputin looked at him. His eyes said, "Like you're wasting your time. Mm. I am untouchable." Okay. Basically, and I was like, "Okay, fun." And <laughs> so Yusupov is freaked out, but then you know Rasputin changes the subject to something like more lighthearted, and so they like keep chatting, whatever. And I think mm-hmm. eventually Yusupov makes an excuse to go upstairs where his accomplice, ac- accomplices. Ac- Whoa where accomplices. his accomplices are. Yeah. <laughs> you said accomplices. Yes. It's late. <laughs> so, okay. He's like, give me your revolver. Like, let's do mm-hmm. this. So he goes back to Rasputin and is just like, look at that crucifix and say a prayer. And he shoots him in the chest. You're gonna die. Yes. These are our last <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and good. Rasputin crumples to the floor. And, you know, the others come in, and one of them is a doctor, and he's like, mm-hmm. this man is dead. Mm-hmm. Confirmed. They leave the body in the basement. I don't know, what what do they go do or whatever? And then mm-hmm. Yusupov eventually comes back, and he's exactly as he was, lying there. Mm-hmm. And he shakes him. I don't know why. And mm-hmm. his eyes open, and he jumps what to his the... feet and tackles Yusupov. No. So says Yusupov. Remember. Okay. <laughs> but... 
so he runs to get his friends and when they come back they see the door to the courtyard is open and in mm. the distance they see Rasputin like stumbling Ugh. running through the snow yeah what a it's so gross <laughs> everything Slimy about him little snake I know <laughs> <laughs> and one of the assassins pulls out his revolver and shoots. Mm-hmm. The bullet hits him in the in his back, and I guess he turns mm-hmm. around at some point because it's also in his forehead. And mm-hmm. again, the doctor is like, this man is dead. So they bind his arms and legs and wrap him in his fur, in his fur coat mm-hmm. and put his body in a car. Mm-hmm. They drive it to a bridge, throw him mm-hmm. into the river. Mm-hmm. Is it over? Nuh-uh. Nope. Ugh, still I more. Know. So his body is discovered <laughs> along the riverbank. And mm-hmm. if you look at a photo of his corpse, I did mm-hmm. not do this. Uh, this is per No, my, thank you. Yeah, I don't want to do that. For your mental health. Yeah. The cord that bound his arms together has been ripped and dangling. So mm-hmm. they're like, he must have torn it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he must have been alive when he was dumped into the river still. And both of his arms were reaching upward like he was trying to break through ice. So they say. And so he was buried. Mm-hmm. Then I think everyone was nervous. So they dug him up again and set him on fire. And this is just the most ridiculous okay. thing. He allegedly <laughs> sits up while, while on fire. And then, you know, okay. he's eventually, he's dead. It's extinguished. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. The last thing is, we're going to end. This is creepy a little. Okay. So he predicted his own death Mm -hmm. and the death of the entire Russian royals Mm -hmm. um, shortly, like weeks before he died. So he wrote his last letter to the Romanov family in early December. So remember, he was like that whole night was December 26th. So in early December, he writes, I feel that I shall leave life before January 1st. Mm Mm-hmm. If it was your relations that brought about my death, then no one in your family will remain alive more than two, for more than two years. I am no longer among the living. And then in less than two years, the entire Romanov family was killed. Nice. And obviously he said by January 1st, I'll be dead. And it happened on the 29th of December. Ooh, so creepy. So weird. Yeah. Creepy. How do you explain that? Yeah. That's a weird <laughs> Yeah, Like, some things can't be explained. No. But I think it's just more of, like, the lore and the weirdness of him and, like, the grossness yeah. of him and, like, how he could... Someone like that could be so influential and have such a whole... I mean, you know, Tutorials. it's like a master manipulator, I guess. Yeah. Like, any kind of cult leader. But yeah. yeah. So, that's Rasputin for you, that little slippery S- freak. Little snake. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we are once again linked because I'm going to talk about Fabergé eggs, imperial Fabergé eggs that were commissioned for the Romanov family. Oh, my God. I love that. Cool. Um, So a little bit less disgusting. Yeah. Let's be pretty and happy. So Fabergé eggs are a jeweled egg created by the jewelry house, House of Fabergé, mm-hmm. in St. Petersburg in Russia. They believed that 69 were created and 57 survived today. However, there are 52 imperial eggs, like, you know, that oh. the actual, like, Romanov uh-huh. royal family commissioned. Mm-hmm. Aside from that. Aside from... Got no, it. from... No, including that. Oh, yeah. oh got mm-hmm. it. Okay. 
this series of imperial eggs was created by the Russian imperial family from 1885 to 1916. Right. It wasn't the original owner it was his son peter carl faberge who created these eggs okay. for thronoffs it says that these creations are inextricably linked to the glory and tragic fate of the Ooh. last romanoff family yeah and obviously it was considered the ultimate achievement of this jewelry house to get commissions from yes the romanoff family mm-hmm. 40 were commissioned by Nicholas, Nikki. Okay. Two each year, one for his mother, and then, obviously, for his wife. Yeah. You know, they change every year. There's different themes. Mm-hmm. I'll share... We can share some pictures. It'll be very cute. But, I mean, I think everyone's, like, pretty aware of what a Fabergé yes. egg entails. Yes. There can be, like, little tricks. It's a little quirky, like... There's not, it's not jewelry, you know? It's, like, yeah. just fun. Yeah. Literal frivolous money yes. spending. Yeah, and totally. no fucking wonder the Russians who could Russian eat, people eat yeah. bread were pissed. Yes. I'm not saying anyone should die. I'm saying I understand the yes. anger. Right. So, basically, like... You know, sometimes they would create an egg and then it would actually have a diamond ring. But in the, like, in the, you know, finished version, it would have just, like, a ruby little thing. Okay. Or, like, a little, like, chick, you know. Yes, yeah. Like, a little cute. duck or whatever. Yeah. And so when the Bolsheviks took St. Peter's- Petersburg, they stole the eggs. And, yes. And, you know, sold them. From that moment on, each piece has gone on its, like, particular journey. So when, you know, they weren't, like, they weren't particularly sought after for a long time because mm-hmm. I, I think people just, A, didn't know about it. And then it became a huge thing when Romanoff, like, the Romanoffs, like, started having their art being sold. Oh. And so it made, like, these collectors become, like, more keen, obviously, because of the history Right. Of, you know. Yeah. Of everything. So there is this one guy who is a media magnet. Oh, Forbes. Malcolm Forbes. Yeah. <laughs> I know that man. I mean, I don't know him, but I'm aware of his existence. And um, he had a collection of nine eggs at one point. Oh, my God. And today they sell for tens of millions of dollars. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And that's. The tiny little history of the Fabergé Imperial eggs. I mean, I knew that they were rare. I didn't realize how few of them were made. And yeah, but also, 50. I'm like, why do I even know what this is? It is the literally the most obscure, random it's thing. So, it's so, like, silly. Where did I learn about Fabergé egg? But, like, I know yeah. they're expensive, and I know they're rare. I got and, excited because like, I thought I know it was, like... Russian. What are those Cadbury eggs? Like an like edible egg? Was, yeah, I thought it was an, an edible <laughs> egg when I was younger. And I just remember, like, getting yeah, very you, excited. You just associated that in your mind and stuck with it, probably. And then, I don't know if anyone has ever seen the actual cinematic masterpiece that is Anastasia. But there is a Fabergé egg in there. I still never... I don't know how wow, that escaped me. I'm sorry, me. Meg Ryan, John Cusack. I know. I don't know how I didn't it's see it ever. so cute. Yeah. And Rasputin's in it. Yeah, oh my god, and he Obviously. has like a, a little bat. Oh my god, the little bat. Yeah, yeah, I remember I remember that. That was actually kind of a scary movie like when you were younger. Because, like, you know, you know, obviously. Well, and it's a horrible ending. I'm sure they, well, you know, I mean, do they, the Disney, they, some, yeah, not, they not do Disney, a Disney, but they do a Disney, or like Disney-like 
ending of child happiness. friendly yeah ending yeah, yeah. but well that was anyway. fun i'm glad mm-hmm. i got to talk about this freak because he's been on my mind for a while <laughs> I'm glad you got that, too. Get it out. Get <laughs> do you have out. a re- recommendation for us? I do. Another recommendation from our Italia trip was the introduction of Torali into my life. Oh, my God. And if you know, you know, I don't know. But the normal, like, traditional version is fennel. Yeah. And it's, like, a little crisp... Like, it sort of looks like a little ribbon cookie thing. Cracker. Yeah, cookie cracker thing. Savory. I mean, and then you can get sweet ones. Yeah, which I didn't know about until we were in Bari. And I was like, what? Love. Yeah, with an almond Almond. in the middle. Delicious. And then we got, what, Sundar tomato, and then you got cacio e pepe. There was, like, so many fun flavors that the little, like, Nona's were selling on the side of the street. Oh, so so cute. And they're making orchette all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cute. Oh, man, we love that. I know. That's a good one. Loved, loved, loved it. What about you? I am going to recommend a delicious wine that our friend Kendall brought over the other night. Mm. It is a French wine. Hopefully she will come on the Yes, soon. yeah. Talk about wine. It is the Macon Vers, I think I'm pronouncing that right, by okay. Nicolas Melier, and it's mm-hmm. like a Chemin Blanc vibe and oh my god it, i was literally like I'm me hungry. away it it was like creamy to me oh like macon verze verze i didn't have the accent verze. that threw me off it was so creamy and wow. fresh like almost creamy like a chardonnay but like i don't really like chardonnay but it, it hit what i want a chardonnay to be it for me so good it was so good one of the best wines i've had in a really long time so Thank you, Kendall, for bringing that over. Yeah, adore you. And introducing you. us t- to that. That was, mm-hmm. I mean, and like, she knows her stuff, so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, absolutely delicious. All right, I will wrap it up with a little okay. Russian word of the day that yes. I'm probably going to butcher, but oh, okay. Okay, so this goes out to you, Kat, because oh. you, this happened to you on our trip to Italy. <laughs> so the word is papuchik papuchik okay and it means that there's a stranger you connect to on a trip and <gasps> yeah this song <laughs> that is so cute what a cute word was playing sapore di sale and Best him song. and cat and this old man were literally sitting sitting next to each other like at separate tables obviously both singing the same song and he just adored you yes. he like was like locked on you and, and you i guys, adored him yeah and he talked to us for a while and yes. it was very fun but he yeah. was italian he was sicilian but like lived in the u.s and was on his like seventh wife or something i don't even yes, know he but it was, told us it was yeah. like literally his seventh wife or, or something yeah. crazy like that. i want to say fifth but <laughs> and, yeah and she like, didn't speak english yeah and so and i don't speak italian she was not amused, was not amused that he was no. not that he was like paying attention to other it people it was amazing it was and literally he was amazing. so funny he was so funny Oh my god, that was so cute. Oh, what a mm-hmm. cute word. Papuchchik. Papuchchik. Love that. Very good mm-hmm. one. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. And we'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Ciao.